But you know what is okay? Better than okay. The way I've magically put this blanket on myself. Mine did not work like that. It wasn't magical. I so nailed I it. To the front. I did. I got it out the gate. Like <laughs> you're wrapped in a beautiful blanket. I don't know, like a robe. <laughs> cloak robe. Yeah, man. This is awesome. We should really wear cloaks more often. Podcasting but cloaks? Here's the thing. If what? I start wearing cloaks, then it's only a matter of time until I, I'm only wearing cloaks. <laughs> you know what? I think cloaks is going to be a good look on you. <laughs> like, I always have, like, a like a little kimono gonna... thing. <laughs> And they're like, when did Matt become the guy that like started just wearing kimono shirts around parties? And it's like, Matt was always destined to become the guy that was going to wear kimono shirts at parties. You're like kind of disappointed in this, but I'm like fully realizing that yes, that's true. And like, you need to start doing that. I'm looking at you right now. You look so comfortable. <laughs> I know. You're, I've never seen you more yourself. <laughs> You're relaxed. I need to, I be, need to become, because like when our friends and stuff come over... I'm in my pajamas. They know that about me now. They're and just that, waiting for the cloak. <laughs> I. It's time to fulfill my destiny. <laughs> Guess what you're getting for your 30th birthday. It better be the silkiest, I'm gonna get sweetest you, fucking kimono of all time. Like a sweet embroidered, like, custom kimono cloak. <laughs> like, Dude, if I had, like, a, if I could make, like, custom kimonos... I would do them off the movies that, like, <laughs> only I like. So it wouldn't be, like... It so would, it would be every villain in a movie you like, because they are all wearing like kimonos. But, yeah, I'd get, like, a kimono for, like, Bud the Chud or something. <laughs> you know, like, I wouldn't get, like, a, a Freddy Krueger kimono. No, no, no. We gotta get weird ones. Oh, you're saying themed. Yeah. I thought you were just saying, like, the kimonos that villains would wear in No, movies, no, no. Because, like... Think about if all I'm the- getting them custom made and getting like images and stuff on them. We're doing like oh my gosh, you have to have like a Batman forever kimono. See, not Batman. Everybody would get Batman. No, I Batman get the ba- I get the question mark. The question dude. marks everywhere. Oh, I need to have that logo everywhere in my life. I wore that hat though on that trip. I oh my gosh, Batman forever hat. And Again, like a dope I've never gangster. seen you more yourself. <laughs> dude, a kimono, Batman forever hat. <laughs> That's me, man. A couple of board shorts. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what kind of pants? Because you got to have pants on. Board shorts. Because if you're wearing a kimono and you don't have any pants, like you're a pervert that's wandering around the alley. Yeah. Which <laughs> might also be my destiny. <laughs> For the love of God, do not. Depends on how say we that. pivot. <laughs> I'm going to have to end this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Matt. Hi, Asha. And hello, listeners. <laughs> you didn't even make it to the first part. <laughs> Welcome to the AMI list. This is a bad, a bad cast. <laughs> sorry. Do you, to, do you want me to try so to take sorry. this over? Guys. I don't know if I could do any better. I don't think I, I needed that last whip, and I did it, and I'm like, I'm fine. And then I was like, <laughs> I don't think I am. Can you do it? I want you to confidently do it. No pausing, no ums. Probably going to be a lot of those. <laughs> Damn well, it! Welcome. Um. <laughs> 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 to, who are we? <laughs> <laughs> welcome.
Welcome to the AF High List. It is a podcast where we take a look at the 100 greatest movies of all time, as according to the AFI list from 1998, uh, and we have arrived, there's my own, <laughs> at uh, number 30. Oh, uh, 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 you lost it! <laughs> number 30. Treasure of the Sierra Madre. And in case you didn't know, we would get high when we watch <laughs> the movies. And then we get high when we, like, attempt to talk about them. <laughs> I have never been high a day in my life. <laughs> I'm high on life, Matt. That's right. I'm so high on life right now. I'm so... And life came to my door today and served me weed. a big, fat... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> weed? Oh, yeah. A big, fat weed. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say blunt, but whatever. <laughs> I don't even smoke blunt. <laughs> Number 30. That's insane. Like, for stoners... Getting through 30 of anything, the only thing 30, like, the amount of 30 that stoners can get through is, like, maybe, like... Doritos? Doritos. <laughs> 30 bags of Doritos. Dude, man, I can fuck... When I'm stoned, I can crush some Doritos, dude. You're fine until you, like, agree to have the first bite, and then you're like, I have to eat all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I have to eat this entire family size bag I bought for myself. Like, I'll just have one. No, no. Thousand. I'm gonna have one thousand one. Doritos. And then you're then you like sit there for like fifteen minutes while the other person has some Doritos and then you're like, I have to say something. Like, hey, would you mind if I had a bowl of them? <laughs> and then you would just kind of be like, I don't want to take any of yours. So you sound all like simple. So then they're like, Oh, you can have as many as you want. You're like, that's exactly what I needed. <laughs> I needed you to say that now because these are Doritos and these are the best fucking chip that I've ever made. I think they might be the best chip. I don't they're think the they're my favorite, but I think they're the best. They're like Oreos. It's like they really just figured something out. Dude. I don't think Oreos are the best cookie necessarily, you, but they figured it out. Did you know that Doritos spent $50 like million dollars on using like science to make their seasoning? <laughs> this sounds like a fucking urban legend shit. No, that sounds like Marilyn no. Manson took out his ribs to suck his own dick. Like fucking no urban way. legend shit. No way. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> this makes sense because that flavor tastes like it cost $50 million to make. <laughs> That's a $50 million flavor right there. It That's is. their new slogan. Hell yeah. Why haven't they? They're like, we spent hella money, big boy money. <laughs> To get you the best flavor. Cool Ranch was better though. Like I love Doritos, but like Cool Ranch is special. It kind of hurts. It feels like you're eating something terrible. Here's the thing about Doritos. You can list any flavor of Dorito. And I'm like, yup, that's the best one of those kind. I don't like a lot of them. (laughs) But they're all too spicy. They're just too spicy. Well, you don't like spicy chips. As a person, I I like spicy chips, but I'm kind of weak. So I don't like really, I don't like like the, the those uh, Taki ones that are like real hot mm-hmm. or like melt your mouth. Like I, I, I like wimpy hot and like Doritos does wimpy hot the best. Like they'll give you this yeah. sweet spicy well, chili one. Well, it's not like one. sweet, salty. It has yeah. everything. Yeah. Oh, do you know what the, um, I watched this video on Bon Appetit. Bon Appetit. There's a, sh- a pastry chef who like makes gourmet versions of like, all amazing things like Twinkies and okay, I don't know Skittles and shit. Well, she did a Dorito, and that's how I learned it because like she looked it up. So I'm trying to find that information. But she also said, you know how like Doritos have little green flecks in them? Yeah. 
It's red and because there's red flecks too. Red and green bell peppers, like dehydrated. So it's like actually, really pretty sure that's what it is. Really, hey, just go watch the video on Bon Appetit. I don't know, <laughs> doing some great shit over there. <laughs> In 2008, Doritos debuted a mystery flavor. Quests with prizes being given as puzzles were solved. The mystery flavor was Mountain Dew. A Mountain Dew Dorito? Ew. I mean, I'd eat it, but, like, I probably wouldn't like it as much as the regular stuff. All right. Hi, Matt. (laughs) Let's just start that shit over. We just immediately went to Dorito Town. Sorry, that was like a bunch of tangents in one, but this fi- this film, this podcast is about movies. <laughs> I swear. We are real baked and we were watching and we watched the treasure of Sierra Madre. Madre, I can't fucking do this, man. I'll play both of us this week. <laughs> no, no, don't. <laughs> I don't want you to accurately do it. <laughs> because you would nail it. <laughs> I know how I am. <laughs> but I was gonna say this is crazy this is like a big thing we're on number 30 that's like a significant fucking number we haven't stopped we went here's like i i quit everything and i've made it to 30 of these like i can't watch a show ever because yeah. it's too long for me <laughs> except he will watch sharp <laughs> yes we'll we'll catch you up soon we'll get to your everybody's favorite segment the charm segment of the podcast <laughs> um but uh what is they saying 30. We like, I can't stick with anything like this. And I'm watching uh, 30 movies so far. This is great. <laughs> yeah, man. This is also a tough list to like burn through. Because, like, classics, they're not like, you don't want to watch classics all the time. It's true. Um, at least they do vary it up with like the time periods though where it's like i'm not watching a ton of 40s movies yeah i'm it's broken up by like 70s movies and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so like kudos to them for that but yeah you can't you can't always watch art sometimes you need to watch sorority boys (laughs) (laughs) absolutely but this is also exciting we got to number 30 this is a film treasure of sarah madre was directed by John Hewson, and this is his third film on the list, or second? Uh, third. The third on the list so third. far. He did African Queen. And we're back again because, you guessed it, technical errors. We're getting so good at them, Matt. <laughs> so good at them. I gotta get a computer. <laughs> yeah, man. We had to, we had to inter- interrupt our flow. Yeah, man, it just, like, really punches me in the face every time. It's like, hey, are you having a chill time talking about silly old movies? Are you high? Well, wake the fuck up. You have to click around and everything's wrong. Yeah. Everything goes wrong. But anyways, I believe we were talking about John Huston. He's done several movies. Yes, this is the third appearance on the list. Which is cool. Like, so great. Terrific for this man. <laughs> but what's even more exciting is Humphrey Bogart. This is the fourth time on the list. Yes. He's our boo. Like, we saw him so early on. Casablanca was number two. It's number one in you, our hearts. And you were saying uh, 
During the break. <laughs> yeah, the break that we were not aware we were on. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying during that commercial break uh, that every once in a while Bogart pops up to like remind us of yeah, this kind of movie. This, because we're at number 30, like that's such a big moment. The past couple have felt like we're entering a different era. Are you going to pop your knuckles? No, I was, Go ahead. to do that one. Go ahead, do it. I heard two. <laughs> Don't frown at me like that. You know what you did. <laughs> Just go on. <laughs> Just go on. <laughs> but yeah, seeing him every now and then kind of reminds us of like a classic, really great actor and production. And when he was around, movies were like really big. And like the last one we saw him in was what? Maltese Falcon. Falcon. <laughs> it was Maltese Falcon. Correct. <laughs> and that was number 23 so it wasn't that long ago but like it was sandwiched in between raging bull and 2001 a space odyssey like two movies that are kind of like weird yeah. <laughs> experimental like different and but then humphrey's there being like hey this list is still about like the greatness of american film but we're really reaching a turning point because this might be Bogart's last appearance. On oh movies. man, like I, so we have kind of now left that era. We are because we're joining a new era of cinema. I hope he just pops up one more time at least. I don't think he does. Oh but man, I, I hope so too. I hope so too. Oh, I love him, <laughs> Bogart. We've seen him in so many different ways. Yeah, like four. This is our fourth performance we've seen. And all four are very different. Yeah. He sounds kind of the same, but the actions are different. Yeah. Like the character choices. I know I keep saying yeah. Yeah. But I agree. I just agree. Everything you're saying is right, I think. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See how annoying that is? (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) <laughs> oh god why <laughs> you told me a fun fact oh yeah because uh, have you ever seen this movie before oh yeah the segment you guys didn't hear that <laughs> <laughs> i have never seen this film before and what i knew of it i just knew that humphrey bogart was in it and then from like seeing the poster from afar and like the title sierra of the what? The Sierra, Sierra Mist of Madre. <laughs> Madre's treasure. <laughs> Madre's treasure of the Sierra Mist. <laughs> My mom's treasure of the Sierra Mist. <laughs> Sorry. But with that amazing title, <laughs> that exact verbatim title, <laughs> I assumed it was like an adventure. I knew it was an adventure movie, but I thought it was more in like the treasure finding, treasure hunting kind of thing, like an Indiana Jones or like where Humphrey Bogart was going to be on an expedition that discovered like a city of gold. That's what I was thinking it was. So it was kind of cool that I was like partially right on the adventure aspect, but it was more of like the gold digging aspect or not gold. Yeah, Yeah, I guess gold digging, but that's a different connotation now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like the gold rush. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you because I had also never seen this film. Um, And the, but I did own it. And the only reason I owned it. You knew you were going to watch it. Because it's Sam Raimi's favorite movie. Yes, 
Yes, I still keep forgetting it every time you say it. Sam Raimi, because you said that, and that's when we realized that the computer stopped. <laughs> but you said that, and it makes a lot of sense because Sam Raimi directed Evil Dead, and I feel like a lot of choices in Evil Dead were like acting choices and shot choices were informed by this movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. I can see. I'm pretty much seeing like Ash. Yeah. As Humphrey Bogart in this movie, because the close up, the long face, like just the character too. No, and it's insane. How he just kind of becomes shitty. Big moments where he's talking to himself in a craze. Yeah. Like that's Ash Williams from Evil Dead. So I feel like that's kind of. I'm giving Bruce Campbell like such a fucking compliment. I'm like, you're fucking doing a Bogart here. I, it's all connected in my head right now. You just <laughs> unlocked Pandora's box right now. Dope. <laughs> like, Welcome to hell. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you're so right. Like, even even just down to like Bruce Campbell has modeled his career after being like kind of like B movie Bogart. Yeah. Oh my god, that's adorable. <laughs> and that's awesome. That's why everybody yeah. likes him because everybody likes Bogart. Let's be honest. Everybody Every, likes. Everybody Bruce likes Campbell. Bruce Campbell, but everybody's like, ha, Bruce Campbell, like. They don't, they don't like make fun of him, but they're like, they know he kind of does like B movies, yeah. And you know, he's easy going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you said, saw Humphrey Bogart, you're like, that guy could maybe have me killed. <laughs> yeah. Bruce Campbell, you're like, he's gonna be at the convention. Like, oh, that guy's gonna like be chill and having a beer somewhere. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um. But yeah, he's B movie Bogart, and he's modeled his whole career after that, and that is opening up something inside my brain. That That's great so because Evil Dead's fantasies. one of your favorite movies, so I feel like I really helped you see a different thing about it. You did. <laughs> I gotta watch it again. I'm actually in the mood to watch it. Can we just watch the second one? Well, the first one... The, uh, ah, it's like you have to watch both of them. I prefer the first. It's like I want to say I like the second one, but I think it's just because it goes faster, but the first one is like so good. <laughs> the first one is just a, is a rock and roll adventure, man. Yeah, it's pretty special and then the second one's like funny and a rock and roll adventure yeah but like i like my rock and roll adventure just to be a rock and roll adventure so that's why i like the first one a little just a hair more yeah it just feels like a little bit bigger and wackier because it's like a certain pace yeah terrific (laughs) (laughs) so treasure of the sierra madre yeah, let's so jump in. What do you got to say? I knew. I also like knew nothing really about this movie, yeah. like either. Um, so like, I really was going in with a total clean slate here. Like sometimes I know the plots of these movies. This time I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see what like the first specific thought I had was. Specific. Oh, first thing. I knew nothing. So this would have been a great segue, but I fucking forgot I had this now. Um, the, I knew nothing about this movie at all, so much so that when it started, I was like, oh, this isn't black and white. I didn't even <laughs> know. I didn't know what era it was from. Yeah. I didn't know that if, whether it was a color or black. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. I also, I mean, I didn't know because, like, Bogart was in both. Because, like, African Queen... Was in color, right? No. No? No. Why am I picturing that in color? I don't think that was in color. I think it was. I don't think it was, dude. I think it was, dude. 
Africa can. Yeah, for Now, like, Damn. look at images in the movie. Okay. Not the poster. We should, like, when we get to 50, we should have, we should come up with questions to quiz each other on random things. <laughs> it, there's both. I don't know. <laughs> well, you had a VHS, so it was probably black and white. I thought I wrote African Queef. <laughs> oh, that's number 31 on the AFI list. African Queef. It was uh, in color. It was in color? It was in color. Eat my dick. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know where it would be because we've seen him both in black and white and in color. And uh, I didn't know where it was going to be. Yeah, I had no idea. And it's just like, I feel like the posters or the DVD covers and whatever that I've seen of this movie always sort of looked very colorful. So I just assumed. Well, but like those, all, all posters were colorful back in the day. So they did were in but it color. got me with the, it got me with this one. I feel like the posters made me think it was in color because like I saw the characters in color on the poster. Right. So that when I went and saw the movie, I was like, I can imagine what it is. Yeah. Oh, imagination is beautiful. <laughs> what other notes did you have going in? I, uh, well, what am I, here's the thing. <laughs> uh, if you, if you, like us, don't know anything about this movie, uh, I found out early on, in a, in a small way, this movie is kind of like City Slickers. Oh my god, I fucking <laughs> love City Slickers. City Slickers 2 is my fave. Like, I've seen it a thousand times. <laughs> like, one of the very early things like we caught on to, like when he does like the dance yes. and everything, um, when the, the uh, Papa Houston in this movie does the dance. Um, we, and we had actually just talked about it a second ago when we were like, oh, it's like a fun adventure thing. Yeah like city slickers not that like they're city slickers or whatever they're um regular guys though yes as opposed to like cowboys yes they're like regular guys they going just need out. some money and yeah. they're like Scrappy. going on this wild adventure where it's like you could die at any moment but because it, it's still like at least before the movie kind of takes the sharp turn it takes <laughs> it does. uh it's it's mostly like an adventure film so like i uh, i got uh city slickers vibes which i was digging because uh we on this podcast are huge fans of the city slickers franchise Absolutely. uh more so to legend of curly's gold over the original but we do 100%. like the original as well 100 percent. it's like terminator 2 the city Slickers series for us is like yes because terminator, terminator essential wonderful Needed. Love Classic it. Classic film. Fantastic film. But the second... Superior. Superior <laughs> in every way, shape, and form. But it makes you nostalgic for the first. <laughs> but the second, far superior. So what I'm saying is City Slickers 2 should be on this fucking list. Greatest movies of all time. Terminator 2. City Slickers Robocop. 2. Robocop. No, wait. Casablanca. <laughs> Terminator. Because <laughs> Terminator 2. Yeah. Robocop. Mm. City Slickers 2. Uh-huh. Casablanca. <laughs> no, Casablanca's still number one. I don't know, Terminator 2. <laughs> the Terminator 2 fucks, man. Dude, can you imagine if AFI went back and redid the list and, like, did drop, like, really just, like, almost inconspicuously Terminator 2 in, like, the top ten 
of like movies of all time. <laughs> They're like, we've really did a vast like sweep of opinions across this nation. Terminator Two came up way too much to not be considered, <laughs> and so then we watched it and we're like, yeah, it's like number four. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Gone with the Wind. Why do I remember that? Is it really number four? Is it really number four? Oh my god, because I think it's Godfather and then I think you're right. Oh my god. Ah, yeah! Nice recall. Thank you. I couldn't even remember how to turn off the faucet earlier. I just turned <laughs> off the light instead. <laughs> well, earlier I screamed at the faucet. Because <laughs> it was being too fucking loud. <laughs> we live in a cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what tone is he going for? Tone isn't the right word. <laughs> I got so much spit in my mouth right now, but it's drier than hell. Same. <laughs> so, like, yeah, basically this movie is just, like, two down-on-their-luck guys go to get, or, or meet up with an old man who is also down <laughs> on his luck, and then he tells them about going for gold, and they go out on the adventure to get gold. Here's That's the, the plot of the movie, basically. Here's the thing. The two dudes, they don't even know each other at first. No, they we meet on the road, too. Bogart. We see him in Mexico. I'm not sure where. It's in Mexico, right? Yeah, because it's here. You look it up. I don't yeah. remember. Yes. I'm not good at geography. <laughs> not good at geography, but I'm fairly certain that Sierra Madre is in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Based on my very focused research, I was not focused at all. I was like, <laughs> what's this movie called? <laughs> treasure of the what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Where's the treasure? <laughs> um, but Humphrey Bogart is somewhere in Mexico, and he's just kind of peddling. And he, we see him, so, like, we get an idea that he's our, like, main dude, our hero, our leading man, all this stuff. And so he is just peddling, and then he meets a dude on a bench, and he gives him a cigarette, and the dude is like, hey, yeah, so then they're going to be, like, peddling friends and shit. Peddling friends. Peddling friends. The original title. Of the yeah, movie. and so then they were, <laughs> they were at the bar peddling, and uh, then this fucking dude was like, hey, man. Come work for me. Build build this building. And they go build the building. And they're like, where's my money? And he's like, I'll meet you at the bar. And they're like, we're not going to get this money. <laughs> and so it's like, we're kind of building a cast because then they meet the man. We start with one and then it becomes a trio. Yeah. And it then it gets wackadoodle. Yeah. So you never really know who's supposed to be the star. Because for a minute, I swear the old man is a star. Oh, I feel like the old man is the star of the movie. Like, it's crazy because we didn't grow up at this time, so we don't know how big some of these stars were at the time. And the old man in this movie is John Huston, the director's dad, which yeah. Matt told me in there. And I'm like, holy shit. Which I didn't know. I don't want to take any credit for knowing. I just looked but this still, up during the movie. But still, you looked it up and you blew my fucking mind. Yeah, this is John Huston's dad here. Papa Houston, if you will. Because I thought it was going to be, like, John Huston's brother or, this, like, whatever. This is, like, if, you, if you've never seen this movie before, this is, like, if today, like, if, like, a Jeff Bridges showed up in a movie. Probably, like, brings, like, an air of, like, class. Oh, yeah. Older actor, older yes. Hollywood. That's sort of. Yeah. Like, oh, So you've got, like, God. Bogart, who's, like, hot at the time in the 40s. And then you have like the older respected actor. Yeah, who's just showing up amazing. being like and then yeah. What's his name? Walt Walter. Walter 
not Houston. What? Houston. Houston. <laughs> Walter Houston. And that's kind of cool. And I guess I looked it up too because I was like, oh shit, that's so awesome. They both, so director was nominated for an Oscar for this film and won. And he was nominated for what? Supporting? Yeah. And won. And so that's like the first time a father-son duo. Didn't you say it was Golden Globe, not Oscar? Oh, was it a Golden Globe? I think you said Golden Globe. But Whatever. Maybe, one of those fucking... It could be Oscars too, though. No, it might have been a Golden Globe. I don't know. But that's still like a really cool thing. Yeah. Like win with your kid. Yeah. Like that's so awesome. And like a role that is very memorable. Because that old timer, he was really kicking it and dancing when he realized he knew where the gold was. I was like, this little bitch... That's why I was like, why do all prospectors dance like that? This movie. It's this movie, and it's not all. It's just um, Billy Crystal and it's the Legends of Curly's Gold. Or <laughs> 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 no, is it the first one where he does it? I think he does it in both. It's like his thing. Oh, yes. I love it. He Billy Crystal. Both. So fun. <laughs> he should have the Oscars. <laughs> again. He should. Or again. Or again. I, <laughs> excuse me, my throat is so dry. <laughs> or again. Or again. Do you have any thoughts from early on in the movie? Ooh, what happens early on? <laughs> I do want to fucking talk about the character. Is it McCormick? The guy who tricks them? them? Yeah. Yeah, who's like... Pat McCormick. Pat McCormick. He's like, yeah, I'm going to pay you money. And he owes him so much money. And he just never shows up. <laughs> and I was just like... I would never trust that man. I would follow him. I would follow him, and if he didn't give me my money, I would kill him. At this time, I would kill him. <laughs> yeah, people just killed people yeah. in the streets at this time. So. Like, that's shady as fuck. <laughs> so, they don't, and they're just, like, out peddling one day, and they see him come out with this woman, the only woman in the film. <laughs> Almost. There's, like, a couple. But, um... <laughs> They see him and they're like, let's go get him. And they're just kind of quiet at first. And the fucking guy who's a piece of shit just talks so much. He like puts it all on himself. You know? Like those people who are so getting caught for being like the fucking pieces of shit they are. They just talk and talk and talk. Yeah, like he's like, he's like. I haven't even gotten paid myself. Uh, yeah. Oh, we're going to go next week. Oh, you don't want to go? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then he just, like, starts punching at them. He, like, smashes a bottle and starts Yeah, punching. and it's like, they didn't say shit. They were like, give us our money. And he's just like, ah. And then he, like, loses his mind, which is a really crazy fight scene for, I feel like, at the time. Yeah, because it, but, like, it, it's not like a movie. It's too real. It's not like a Cowboys and Indians, like, <laughs> kind of like old movie fight scene this is like almost like a real it's sloppy you see it at a bar <laughs> kind of fight where you're like they're just like holding on to each other's legs they're just slopping around <laughs> they're kind of punching each other but it's all off yeah nobody's like comfortable everybody's just wiggling around <laughs> and, all the and it's people, silent all the people in the background are all like standing and kind of backing up and like looking at the weird awkward and it's just silent and hear deep grunts like <sighs> And then, like, and like the sliding of their shoes. It's so weird and so slow and so awkward. And I was like, this fight feels real. Yeah, literally, one of my first notes on the movie was that. I feel like Bogart is always 
involved in fights like that. Well, remember when he pops the guy in his throat <laughs> or whatever he does? Was it Maltese Falcon? <laughs> yeah. He's just like, no, a guy punches him in the throat. <laughs> and he was like, his face. He was like, he was like, he wasn't told that that was going to happen. No. Thing. And then he just clocked that guy. <laughs> like, don't fucking come for him, man. Don't punch Humphrey in the throat. <laughs> oh my god, that's that moment is so fucking crazy. One of the best, like, punches I've Moments ever seen. in one of these movies. So fucking funny. But yeah, just that scene was insane because it was a very long fight. And now, uh, this year, one of my favorite fucking movies of the year is John Wick 3. I'm a big fan. <laughs> we talked Wick. about, like, the last three episodes. No, we haven't. We haven't said I it love at it, all. Though. We I haven't love said it. it at all. <laughs> but I fucking love John Wick 3. But that's the kind of fighting I'm into right now. And, like, in general, I really like fighting like that. It's long. It's punchy. There's usually pop music or, like, some kind of music or score going along with it. And it's just, like, long shots of punching. And I'm like, yes, the skill. It's amazing. Everything's fantastic. This was just so slow and, like, uncoordinated. And I was like, wow, this is really a different style of fighting for me. So it kind of excited me. (laughs) To see it, because I'm like, damn, these old fuckers are just going for it. Again, just, like, to, like, fall directly into my brand. Like, it reminded me of the fight in They Live, where they're, when it's Roddy Piper. Oh, and and that is one of the best I mean, that's probably the best fight scene of all time. So good. Because it's so long and so sad. They are sad. exhausted. <laughs> and they're really hitting each yeah, other. Yeah, they're just I'm like... I'm pretty sure they're really there's hitting some, each There's other. some actual contact a little bit, I think. Like, well, they're like... It's all one shot and it's like chasing them down an alley. And so they're just so out of breath. Yeah. And they're like, please call God. Please. And they're just like... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, man. They get all winded and stuff, and it just never ends. (laughs) Correct. That is a terrific fight. I Um, love that fight. But, like, in a way, it reminds me of that because of how, like, scrappy, dappy it is. Other sidebar thought, that reminds me, you haven't seen The Raid 2 yet. I have You like The Raid, Uh and, and like, it's easy to compare the John Wick movies and The Raid because of, like, their fight movies, you know? Well, yeah. Well, The Raid was, like, one of the first films to really... Do like the fight movie thing. Yeah, like well, like the movie. long yeah. sequence shots yeah. where it was like this is choreography. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they were like the first to like really nail it. Now everybody's following it, which is cool because some of the raid dudes are in John Wick. Yeah. That's I, a fun crossover. Yeah. No, I I like I love the art of these movies. Oh yeah. Because it is their court. They're like. It's choreography. It's a choreography show. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a fucking rehearsal. Yeah. It shows to me that these actors fucking care because they took so much time to train yeah. and fucking rehearse and do those their, sequences. And do those little dances. And they look fucking great. And they look fucking awesome. Yeah. No, oh that's why I love God. these movies. That's why people who love these movies love these movies. It's the fucking art of it. Once again, the art of the go dance. see John Wick 3 in theaters now, please. It's so good. There's going to be a scene with a lot of glass. Oh, and also a lot of um, knives. <laughs> and Terrific. also Mark Dukaskis. Oh, fantastic. Jimmy Lee. If you want a wacky little performance that'll just make you smile, definitely. 
my favorite villain in the series so far, for sure. Oh, he's so good. Because he's so funny. <laughs> I love Peter Stormare. <laughs> yeah, I love Peter Stormare too, but like, oh, he's so Peter Stormare just is. I get Peter Stormare joy. Arcticastus, I don't see that often. I don't think he was a final villain, though. He was kind of like a. Like a side villain, I like think. a henchman yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, he, he was like giving a big speech about the Baba Yaga. <laughs> <laughs> John Wick Two, also fantastic film. Just watch them all. <laughs> Brought to you by John Wick Three, Parabellum in theaters now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get Parabellum fucking tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> again ashley again you already have it once yes because <laughs> i love it that much <laughs> my favorite movie john wick 3 parabellum my second favorite movie john wick 3 parabellum <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i think two might be my favorite <laughs> anyways we should talk about treasure of the sierra madre this reminds me though this, okay. this has a link to one of my notes. Okay. So this is this is going to be a violent tangent for a second, though. Violent. Are you ready? good with Are you good yes. with a violent tangent? I'm ready. For a second? Are you guys ready? It doesn't matter. We're going to do it anyways. <laughs> so I was in the kitchen, um, and I was putting my munchie time, which I won't spoil for people, mm. in a Tupperware, and I said I was talking to you across the room, and I said my dog t- talking to you about something. I called you my dog. Um, <laughs> And uh, D A W G, of course. And uh, I'm not an animal, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't have like a weird thing in this house where like you pretend to be a dog, Ew, <laughs> honestly, like you were just like being like you dog, <laughs> like you bitch. <laughs> oh no, I got that D A W G, yes, I'm your dog. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, my dog, it made me think. It made me think of Moon Dog, and I was like, god, my oh, favorite movie this year, Beach Bum, is, is Beach Bum. I love the film. Have Wait, we talked about Beach Bum? I don't think we have on this. Oh, it's fantastic, guys. I think it's my favorite movie of the year so far. I was leery, and the first 10 minutes, I was like, this is a terrible movie. I'm going to hate it. Then, it really took a 180. I was like, this movie is fucking fantastic. <laughs> it might be a genius film. And that kind of kills me because I hated Spring Breakers. <laughs> love this one. I loved Spring Breakers. And I loved this one even more. Oh, this one's so I good. was just like elated with this film. <laughs> Snoop Dogg is fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah, Snoop Dogg is a great. And I'm not saying that like, oh, I'm a stoner and I love Snoop Dogg. No, legit, he's, he's a good fucking in the movie. Amazing actor. Zac oh, Efron almost steals that movie oh my for a God, second. Zac Efron. His outfits <laughs> in are the movie are insane. <laughs> They're incredible. Everyone must see them immediately. <laughs> They're incredible. We were at the movie. Were we stoned? We were not stoned, oh, which is like the biggest been. mistake oh, of our lives. I didn't know it was going to be that stony. I didn't think it was going to be that stony, but God, it was a stony baloney movie. <laughs> oh my God, I want to watch it again. Stony baloney. <laughs> oh my God, it was so funny. But like the second Zach Everyone walked out in those fucking pants, yeah. I looked at you and I was like, oh my God, I can't we get through it. We both busted up like egg. We couldn't <laughs> take it. It was a lot. Oh, God. Terrific. Beach Bomb. If it's still in theaters, go see it. I think it's actually coming out on DVD like in a, like Rent a week or it. something. Rent um, it! Buy it. You'll love it. You will. And get stoned with it. Because um, we have yeah, to now. we have to. We have to. That's not where I was going. That then made me think of yesterday we saw Godzilla, uh, <gasps> King of the Monsters, which all, no, now already another one of my favorite movies of the year. Fantastic. Such a blast. What a fun little just monster mashup movie godzilla king 
of monsters. Fucking great concept. We got all the monsties. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> there are so many monsters at one point. I'm like, I don't know if my brain can handle the excitement. Yeah. Like, I was so pumped. All I want in a fucking Godzilla movie is for Godzilla to fuck some shit up. He does. And this movie really let Godzilla fuck some shit up as well as other crazy looking monsters. Like, the world would not have survived this. I'm just saying. It's fantastic, though. Everyone needs to see it. Highly recommend. From Don't really care anyway. about the, the people in the story. I'm here it for the monsters. It moves better than the last one, though. It does. It does. Like, where it's like the people are so inconsequential yeah. like, to your enjoyment of the film. <gasps> this one moves Mothra a little bit is in it. Oh, my God, guys. i got to go see it again. I'm not going to. But I'll say, I would. When it comes out on, on I'm Blu-ray, watch it again. I'm, I'm down to... Oh, yes. visit it then. I'll be so for that too. I just want to just like, sit back and be like, I love monsters. <laughs> we are the target audience for the monsters. Absolutely. Like all of these, all three of these films so far have worked Godzilla, gangbusters on us. Kong Skull Island, we loved. This one is the best one so far. Agreed. The best. Agreed. But I, I still love the other two. Wait for Kong versus Godzilla. Guys, who. Oh, I maybe should do an Instagram question for the two people that follow us. <laughs> of in a battle between Kong, King Kong versus Godzilla, who would you want to win? Godzilla, right? Well, we're on the same page for our verses because Alien versus Predator. Alien. Alien, of course. Freddy versus Jason. Freddy. Freddy, yeah. right? Like, we're on the same fucking page yeah. with our, like, verses. Are there any other main verses? Um, no. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I have never seen... I've seen Freddy versus Jason. Did Freddy win? He gets his head cut off, but he's still alive at the end. They're both still alive at the yeah. end, right? So no one... It's a wash. Yeah. I guess so. Um, but like I've never even seen the Alien versus Predator. Yeah, movies. we still gotta watch those. I've I've finally seen all of the Alien films. We have now seen all the Alien and all the Predator and films all of the together. Predator films, like even the new ones. Um, but I've never seen the verses. So we gotta do them, dude. We were for a while gonna do a podcast before this one was even discussed. Oh yeah, that's true. We were gonna do a podcast where we watched um, like entire franchises, <laughs> and so each episode, like each season, would be a different franchise. We didn't. We didn't do it. We didn't do it because one of them we, we talked about too fast. <laughs> one of them we talked about was Alien because we were in the middle of Alien at the time, and then recently we did Predator, and I think that came back up again. Yeah. So. But this franchise is going swimmingly, and I'm so excited for the next one. But I'm just saying. I love King Kong when it's just King Kong. I'm all about Godzilla. Though. Yeah, I'm a Godzilla. Oh, person, Godzilla for sure. forever, man! I do want to watch. We like turned on Pluto the other night, and like they had a, a Son of Godzilla on. And I fucking love Son of Godzilla. It's a fun. That movie. little face is so funny. Yeah, oh. that movie rocks. I love that movie. All right. So Anywho. Treasure of Sierra Madre. Wait, no, that wasn't even the end God of my damn team. it, Matt. You are taking us this so is far This away. is the last step, though. All right, it better be. <laughs> this was a whole journey. I went okay. from fucking Ready. Beach Bum to this. Do it. Um, I was like, it's it 
makes me appreciate though like when i see a movie like this it makes me appreciate a movie that i think is kind of taken for granted um which is uh pacific rim Mm. i think it gives us monster action we get great fights in that it's another movie where like the human characters you don't care as much about but the monster stuff it rocks it's not the same it's totally kind of a different thing but like we are getting we are getting some treats in there. I like the Pacific Rim films, the two. Right. right. It's just two. Um, I like those. I actually think that they need more monster stuff. There's way too much personal stuff, and I don't care about it at all, and it's always kind of the same story, and it's boring. It's like, get in those fucking suits, and, and let's monsters. go to town. Yeah. Just get to it. Those sequences are amazing. They're great. But, like, I think they, ha- they like, tried too hard with the story. And it's like, just go fucking fight the monsters. That's all we want. But I remember I remember when we saw it in theaters that I liked too, though. Like, I was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, I liked it's not it, like I want to watch it again. I want to give it another shot. Can you wait a while? <laughs> I may not. But I might watch it again soon. I would watch Godzilla King of Monsters now. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, no. And we saw it yesterday. No comparison. <laughs> that movie fucking rocks. So good. Anyway, back to Treasure of the Sierra Madre. This is just a thought I had while I was getting munchy time today put away. Absolutely. Um, I do want to say, though, like, throughout this movie, they <laughs> the tone kind of changes a lot. <laughs> like, it's... One way in the beginning, it's kind of like depressing, <laughs> you know, a, a little bit. Yeah, it is kind and of depression. Drama. We feel like the desperation, the like melancholy, like it's just a bummer. And then they go on this adventure. And it's like all whistles and shit. Like, and they're like these two dudes who like don't know how to travel in the wilderness they're like dying of thirst and acting all crazy and shit and they're like we found gold and i'm like i bet it's full of gold and the guy's like that's fool's gold and they're like what and they like immediately pour water on it i'm like save your fucking water are you insane (laughs) what a fool but yeah so there's like foolish moments and like zippity doodah moments with depressing and then scary tense moments it's all over the place and then like yeah there there is a shift too, like towards the end of the movie for there's a good 20 minute stretch that this is real dark yeah at the time in which like humphrey bogart like really snaps and is about to kill his (laughs) friend and then like thinks he does kill his friend that whole stretch is like dark that movie that is when the movie takes a turn so i agree with you that like there is a difference from like act one and act two but act three is crazy well, Act is <laughs> a different movie for a second like <laughs> we can talk about humphrey for a minute i think yeah because I'm down. There's plenty that's to my talk next about. note too so humphrey bogart in this movie his character's name is dobbs dobbs is insane so he starts out just kind of like floating through, waiting for money. Then he works. He meets this guy. He They meet this other guy. And he's like, fuck it. Let's... Oh, they beat up that guy and get their money. So they get paid. They finally have enough money for a couple of days. And then they go back to the old man. And they're like, how much would it be if we just like went with you to go look for gold? We know we might not find any, but like how much? And it's a certain amount. And then he wins this little lottery ticket. 
And he's the like, ones on a bet that like a kid makes him take in the opening scene of the movie. Which gave me such extreme anxiety. That kid <laughs> was talking so much. <laughs> and he was right though. He gets yeah. It, and he gets him two hundred dollars so he can make it five hundred, which they need to pay the guy. Yeah. So they're just like, let's fucking do it. It doesn't matter. And so he's such like a positive person. And earlier he was talking about, he was like, oh. If I found, if there was a bunch of money around, I would only take what I said I needed. And then and he then proves it when he, he does He proves it when he fucking picks up that guy's wallet and he's got a huge wad of cash, which, guys, don't carry that much cash around. <laughs> it makes me nervous when people do that. Like, you're going to get stolen. <laughs> um, but, like, he had all that money and honestly, like, if I didn't take all of it, I would have, like, took more than... Like, you owe me more than Like, fucking. fuck you. You fucked me over so bad. But he took what was owed to them and then left the rest. <laughs> Not Which... with gold, though. <laughs> gold seems to have some hypnotic radioactive power on Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, the gold is cursed in this film. <laughs> oh, my God. Because, yeah, we're like, okay, Humphrey just proved that he's a good character. And then they get around gold, and he's like, oh, my God, we're gold. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And, like, they're all like, holy shit, we have gold, and it's all positive for a second. And then they're, like, counting it, and he's like, we well, should put them separate. And he's like, well, then, why? You don't trust me? Like, he's just so crazy. And they're like, well, we can do whatever you want. And then he's like, why? You just want me to think that you want me to do it. And he's like, what the fuck is your deal, bro? Yeah, that's like, sort of the so paranoia he crazy. has in this movie. And then there's another guy that comes, and then I'm like, don't come now. Humphrey is going to lose his mind. You know when you have that friend who is just, like, at fucking rage level? They can't see or hear anything. And you're like, please don't let anybody walk in here right now. Like, nothing should be added to this situation. And then the person that absolutely shouldn't walk in right then and there walks in. <laughs> and you're like, God damn it, Humphrey's gonna lose his mind! Oh my god. But yeah, Humphrey is doing a great job of being normal in the beginning and then being real fucking annoying and paranoid and yeah he goes crazy holy shit very quickly it it's slower than i actually like would have expected it, for this well, type for of movie when but, it like, turned. but like yeah he he pretty much goes from like a likable <laughs> character with to issues worst. to like a character that you're like, I don't, I can't like him anymore. Oh, like this guy's unhinged. He should not be carrying a gun around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like literally he shouldn't be. And that proves to be a point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. When he tries to kill his friend. Oh, shit. Sorry. When he tries <laughs> to kill his friend. Like that's really when the movie really takes like such a violent turn. That's like the end. It's pretty much yeah near the end. But even as he was just starting to kind of turn, I had I had like that thought about Bogart that he's just the best actor. Yeah. Let's just all face it. Like he's the there's best. Brando, there's uh uh James Dean, there's all these actors that like we revere. Uh-huh. But Bogart has something that transcends everything and speaks to everybody. It's crazy, like, for these four roles. It's kind of fun because, like, we're getting to examine, like, smaller groupings of 
things on this list based on how they connect. Yeah. And so we get to compare four movies with the same leading actor. Four different movies. And every single one of them. For a minute, I was like, we watched Casablanca. And I'm like, this is the image of Humphrey Bogart. This is what he is all the time. Yeah. Okay, that's a thought. And then we watched African Queen. And he was so different. And I was like, oh, well, this is the one that is his standout. That finally gave him the Oscar. Yeah. Like, because he did something so different. Right. And then we were going to watch Maltese Falcon. Falcon. And... (laughs) And I was like, okay, he's going to go back to his Casablanca thing. But no, he does like a noir thing. But almost in a way, like you said about Casablanca, once you see Maltese Falcon, (laughs) you're like, no, this is the quintessential This is the image of Bogart. It's It's like when we picture Casablanca, we're actually picturing the character from... Maltese Falcon yeah. in Casablanca. <laughs> Absolutely. And then you have this movie where in the beginning you feel like he's doing the mumble Bogart. Humphrey Bogart who's just like an alcoholic. He's whatever. He's Rick kind of from Casablanca. And then, and then he becomes like Dobbs. The craziest motherfucker yeah. ever. <laughs> like I would not trust him. Those two dudes that are with him the whole time are so good about trying to keep calm. It's like they know exactly who he is. Yeah. They're like, God, we know we can't trust him forever, but we're going to try. And it gets to the point where they can't trust him anymore. Yeah. He's crazy. He's just unhinged. He's like, did you find my stash of gold? You're trying to steal my shit. And he's like, dude, there's like a giant like lizard that's going to bite the shit out of you in there. He's like, you're just lying to me. And they lift up the rock and there's a giant lizard that was going to (laughs) bite the shit out of him. And he's like, oh no. Then he chills out for a while. And then that other guy comes and he's like. (laughs) Yeah. And the claws come up. Spoiler alert, the the other guy doesn't make it very long at all. (laughs) But it's a dude who they collectively decided to kill with maybe 30 seconds of discussion. Yeah. (laughs) They go up with guns drawn. Then the fucking bandits are coming and they're like, fuck, we gotta like hide in the bushes and shit. And he's like, all right, you guys were gonna kill me. I'll look out. And like he does. And he becomes part of the team. (laughs) But But then he gets shot. Shot in the neck. And then they find, like, this beautiful letter from his wife and, like, little Jimmy's doing fine, but he misses dad. Like, all that shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? We've known this guy for maybe eight minutes. You know, now that I've had some distance, that was a really sad scene. That was so sad. But he's still fucked up. Yeah, he's fucked up. He was being a creep. Like, I know he was desperate. He was just trying to find... But, like... Don't fucking, like... You came in hot. Yeah. Like, come in like you're gonna, like, <laughs> date this guy, like, the way he's, like, talking to he's him. He's like, hey, you're an American. How's and then he's like, And then he's like, I'm gonna follow you everywhere. Like, don't single white female yourself like yeah, that early crazy. on. He's like, you're an American, and I know you're fucking looking for gold, and I want it now. It's like, he hit his desperate point, so no matter what adventure he went on, he probably was gonna die. But it was just dark because, like... <laughs> they decided to kill him. Yes. And it's like, wow, you knew nothing about that man. And you were like, we're going to end his life. Even though he was going to... I feel like that revealed something more to themselves. 
than like how sad the situation is. Like I feel like the older what's that guy's name? There's Curtin. Dobbs is a uh, Bogart, and then the old prospector. Yeah. Fuck, I can't remember I his can't name. Remember his name but I feel like the prospector and Curtin. They were like, oh, shit, like, we shouldn't, like, be like, hey, should we kill this bra? And be like, yeah, like, we shouldn't do that. And then Humphrey's like, wow, that took care of some shit for us. Yeah. You know, like, different attitudes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's insane. And then at that point in the movie, too, like, a little bit, like, the, the darker aspects within me, I was still kind of agreeing with Bogart at the time. I was like, you, you gotta kill this guy. He's only gonna steal your shit. Like, <laughs> here's the thing. When... But then after that moment, when he just just cracked, I'm like, okay, I agreed with you on a controversial subject, but I do not agree any further. No, here's the, thing. <laughs> the deal, the deal that this guy had, he was like, you gotta kill me. Is deal one. Deal two is that like, I'm gonna turn you in. I'm gonna turn you in if you let me go. And then deal three is let you me let me in on this gold scheme because but and like make me your fourth partner we split it four ways but you get to keep everything that you've already made without splitting it with me so just from here on out he's included because of that condition i would have settled for that but i would have been pissed at him forever and i would have been like you're a piece of shit like that's really terrible but like i'll let you in on it now but, like, just know that that's, like, a shit thing to do. And I feel like it, they could have passed it over. If it was a situation of, like, give me all the gold you have or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you got to kill him. <laughs> but because he was being, like, he literally said to them, he's like, I know this is pretty shitty. But, like, I'm fucked. Yeah. And I just want to get out. Take what you want. But, like, let me in. Like, it wasn't. It was more of desperation. And I feel like they could have seen that. And that's why the prospector was, like. I don't know. What do you vote? And fucking Curtin, the good boy, is like, yeah, I think we got to kill yeah, him, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually feel like maybe more I'm that guy in Curtin. that moment. Where You're I'm like, just I don't like, want to, but like, I think like, we have to. I know to. this is a controversial choice, but like, we got to do it. We got to just kill him. And then I feel like the fucking prospector like looked at him and was like, dude, I thought you were going to say no. Like, but then he's like, fuck him. We have like, to. I like, guess that's majority. We got to kill this guy. Like, then, he's not that vehemently opposed to it where he's like, I can't take part in this. He's like, yeah. well, I guess I'll join. You know, like, he's. You know what they okay. should have fucking done? <laughs> they should have, like, he should have came back with the dude and been like, okay, you got to trail me. Like, come in, like, two hours after me or some shit. And, like,. We're going to team up with Prospector and kill Humphrey Bogart because he's a fucking paranoid motherfucker. He's insane. You got to take that guy out. Yeah. Humphrey and his like gold craze Humphrey. His is only bad news. Is only is, bad like, news. like terrifying. Yeah. He's unhinged. You can't predict what he's going to do. I'm actually a curtain in this movie then because I'm like, I should have been like, Gotta take Humphrey out, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, you should have from the beginning because he's, like, so dangerous and wild. He's the one who's, like, asking a lot of fucking questions and just fighting constantly. And they're just like, no, that's not what's happening. Like, calm down, Humphrey. Calm down, Humphrey. <laughs> You're getting yourself into a tizzy. <laughs> all the while when all this is happening, though, the movie's pure entertainment. Oh, it's great. Like... Just like you got the federales, 
You got the All bandits pretending to be the federales. You have that little, like, I don't know, village of people. And, like, the um, prospector saves a little boy's life and then he becomes, like, a warshipped figure to them. Like, yeah. It's just, like, all over the place like an adventure. Yeah. No, it, and, like, even when it gets dark, you're, like, you're still, like, you're so invested in the characters oh, yeah. at that point. You're so invested in the story. You're, like, where's this gonna go? Still pure entertainment, even when, like, things aren't, like, fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but I love how, like, the prospector's, like, ah, I don't know. They gotta... I saved this little boy, so I actually have to go back with them because they're gonna worship me for, like, a little bit, but you guys can't come. And they're like, well, and then Humphrey Bogart's like, well, take your fucking gold with you. And then he's like, or, but like, should I carry it there? Like, what should I do? And then like, the nice guy's like, oh, we'll, we'll take it for you and we'll just meet you in town later. And he's like, are you sure? And then Humphrey's like, yeah, maybe. Like, he's just being a fucking piece of shit. And they all separate. And then Humphrey's just talking about it nonstop. And I'm like. Curtain, you should have fucking while you were walking behind him, just aimed for the back of his skull and just popped him because like you should have known that he's like, I'm going to want to take it. You don't want to. You're going to want to kill me. Like, it's just like so much paranoia. You cannot talk these people down. Yeah. When they are so worried and paranoid. Yeah. They are. Unbelievable. If you haven't fucking seen this movie. You still watch it because, like, I'm giving spoilers and shit, but, like... It's a fun time, regardless. It's a fun time. If you don't want to hear how it ends, I'm going to say it right now. Um, <laughs> so, Aubrey Bogart's crazy. He's with Curtin. He shoots Curtin because he's like, fuck you, I want all my gold! Yeah. And he's, like, walking around with six burrows. <laughs> yeah. Burrows? Burrows. Burrows. With six burrows. And... Then the fucking bandits are like, what are you walking around with? They fucking kill Humphrey because he's being so crazy. And also, they want to kill him. And he deserves to kill him. Yeah. Um, but then they, like, they pour the bags out. Yeah, they empty out Because the they think it's sand. Yeah, to weigh and the it's gold. pelts that they're trying to sell. Yeah. Or, like, faking to sell. And so they... These bandits dump out all the gold. And so then when the old man and Curtin, who survived, they come and find it. It's the biggest windstorm I've ever seen, except for, like, Wizard of Oz and Twister. (laughs) It's gold flying everywhere. And they just look at each other and start laughing so fucking hard. And then... The prospector is just like, this is a funny joke from the Lord or fate or destiny, whatever. And it's so ridiculous. And then they were there for eight months. Did you catch that? Ten months. Ten months. Ten months. You're right. Ten months. Almost a year of getting, like, they made like $50,000. They made $150,000. 150 Oh, I'm thinking of the one conversation that day they had made that much. Yeah. Holy shit. $150,000. Was that each? I don't know if they had gotten to that point yet. But like, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. And it's just blowing around in the wind. And he goes, it's going back up to where we got it from. And I'm like, Holy shit. And all the while, Humphrey Bogart is just like in a puddle somewhere. 
Yeah. With his brains Chop- out. Chopped up by a machete. Holy shit. That was crazy. They like that was kind of a shocking scene because you like you know Bogart's gonna die before the end because he's lost it. But the movie's not over yet, and he just gets whacked. You're like, ooh, You're like, kill him early. We have some, uh, well, I think it's because, like, he had reached, like, fury level, like, blind panic level long ago. Yeah. And he was losing steam. <laughs> He's like, my friends, I'll be here any minute. They're like, there ain't nobody coming. Whack. Yeah. And then pouring the dust out everywhere. But they laugh so long looking at each other, and you said, oh, that's like me and you. <laughs> Yeah, the way they're, like, laughing at the end when they, like, sit down and they look at each other. And it's almost as if, like, uh, the old man gets tickled again about it. And then they, like, just genuinely start bursting out laughing together and looking at each other. And just, like, that's making each other laugh more. I was like, (laughs) that's us when we're stumped. (laughs) Absolutely. I love laughing. And so seeing that also... I feel like a lot of weird, tragic, comedically tragic things happen to me on a daily basis. <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous what happens to me. And sometimes you just gotta laugh. So I feel like laughter is the only thing that gets us through this weird life. So, like, I laugh all the time at the silly... I cry a little bit, and then I just burst out laughing because I'm like, of course! Because <laughs> you got it. It wouldn't be any other way! And that moment in the movie is just, like, so pure and lovely. I'm like, yes. This is how everyone feels. Like, it was a struggle. Like, the movie was a struggle for them. For nothing. For nothing. And then the one guy's like, well, I'm going to go get worshipped like a god forever. What are you going to do? And he's like, I don't know. And then he was like, why don't you go say hi to that guy's widow? Yeah. we were going to collectively kill. Try to pick her up while you're at it is basically what it sounds like. And I was like, come on. And it's like sell the 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 burrows and the pelts that they yeah sell those any Get money you make go over there and hook up with the widow over there I guess he didn't say that he said pay him a visit so that he could tell him that her husband was dead uh, but he did make he a- said like pluck the fruit tree or something like that which is which something is referenced in the letter <laughs> but is talking about no he wants to grow peaches. Or he wants to fuck. <laughs> Probably both, yeah. I think that is what that all means. <laughs> he did say he wanted to grow a peach farm, peach tree farm. But is peach tree just wanting to get laid? I don't know. Since there's some stuff to Why not there. want both? You both. can have multiple dreams. You can have life. it all. When you can have it all, have it all. Sell some burrows, have it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that guy didn't need any money. At no. all. He already found, like, He's his like, paradise. I'm gonna be straight chilling, man. People just feeding me fruit all the time. And then, like, the girls are fawning over him. Yeah, I was like, like, what is she, 16? This guy's, like, 16? Yeah, but he was definitely gonna have sex with that, so. Yeah. There was that. So he was living it, man. Um, I, I only have one more silly note. Sure. Uh, I learned today... Today. I was, I was nearly 30 years old when I learned what the term pay dirt means okay i've never in my life heard this like phrase or reference so it's cool that you have i've heard it i've heard older people say it um like you hit pay dirt you did you do hang out in like the cafeterias of hospitals a lot (laughs) 
This is true. I he loves the work. Soup. I work next to a hospital, and I like sitting and eating in their cafeteria next door. So they're I, like, "Oh, pay dirt." <laughs> and in my brain, I guess like in a weird way, I just always thought it meant filthy rich. So pay dirt, you know, like I think that's what my brain yeah, equated. Yeah, you're gold. Bro. But what it is is it's gold because they are talking about Getting literally paid from the dirt, <laughs> right? I now learned that that is a gold reference. But I didn't know that was a learned. saying ever. Yeah, and I've heard old people say it. Because they said it, and I didn't think anything of it. He's probably some more weed. We're almost done with this podcast. Yeah, Keep but I'm here. not done with my night. Give it here, brother. Brother. Take a hit, brother. No, let's get on to munchie time. This was a rare treat today. I got off of work, and for, like, the first time, Matt was home. So, like, we were both home at, like, 6.30 or something. Yeah. So early for us. You had worked. I had done the flea market all day. Let him know everything about our lives. <laughs> um, but it was so nice to have a schedule where we could start watching something for the podcast early. And it's not midnight yet. Yeah. And we're finishing the podcast. And we're like, we did it all in one day. It's so refreshing. But we came home. And... We came home to find chicken. <laughs> you, made, you made us some wonderful crockpot teriyaki chicken. Yeah, that's what I was putting in my Tupperware in that part of the story I was talking about earlier. It was so good, and we had some rice on the side, as well as... It doesn't really go with the meal, but, like, it's been in our pantry for quite some time. Cheddar garlic biscuits. It's cheddar garlic biscuits. They're, like, the Bisquick, like what is it like just add water yeah. bag and it makes like a couple of them it's so good and we were like it's been in here forever let's indulge and it was fantastic but the chicken oh you said it forget it delicious yeah it sopped up the uh, teriyaki really nicely um yeah that was our munchie time we had like a nice dinner again oh i love doing dinners for munchie time must continue teriyaki chicken with rice and uh cheddar garlic biscuits Boom. What a night. Munchy time. Munchy time. All right, Matt. It's time to rate this movie. Do you think you can do it? Bollocks. Not funny this week, but I'm going to give Treasure of the Sierra Madre five Bogarts out of five Bogarts. (laughs) I really liked this movie. I was kind of surprised that I liked it this much. I don't know why. I gotta give this one five kimonos <laughs> out of five kimonos. Uh, because, yeah, this movie fucking rocks. Um, it's the pace. The pace is a little weird at first because I just don't know what plot it's gonna choose. But uh, then I like it that. chooses them all, and I'm like, I'm in. I love this. Yeah. Bogart's uh, performance is so good. I think Bogart? this might be like. My favorite character he does. I love Casablanca like as a thing on its own. But like I think this is my favorite performance of his just because he gets so crazy. His eyes are insane. Yeah. It is a pretty great performance. It's my favorite of the Houston yeah. uh ones. I really like Maltese Falcon. I really yeah. liked uh um Every Queen. Queen. I think I liked oh, Maltese more. I think I've gone in sort of reverse order. I've liked Maltese more than African Queen, and I like this one more. 
Yeah, we're backwards. Um, on the list. Yeah, I. I think just the pure entertainment aspect of it too, or even so even when it gets dark, you're still very entertained. I thought it was gripping. Yeah. <laughs> In some parts. This one is a high one up on like my personal list of the AFI movies. I've I mean the last movie we watched I gave like a one or like yeah. a one point five or something. Like that's low. This I'm we're back. Like I was worried that it was just going to keep going down for me. But, like, just Humphrey Bogart coming in and being like, hey, throughout this list you're going to not like some and you're going to love some others. Yeah. And, like, I'm just happy to have a five again. Because I feel like I haven't had a five since, like, E.T. I feel like I have a five every week, but... <laughs> <laughs> you do. <laughs> I, if I like it, I, I pretty much, like, yeah, like Mr. Smith... Did you Smith... give Mr. Smith a five? No, I gave it a two. Oh. I get I'm like extremes. If I don't like a movie, I go pretty low. But if I do like a movie, like there's very few fours. It's like there's some one through threes, and then and there's fives. a lot of fives. <laughs> there's not a lot of fours on this list. I feel list like for I me. do a lot of fours. And you do a lot of fours. Um but yeah, this like I said, this one's a high one on my list though, like my personal list. So yeah. it's like I've given fives to lots of these. But, like, I gotta make a top ten at some point at the end here, and I gotta consider the best. This one's a contender for something. It's best. pretty amazing. Very good. I highly recommend it if you've never seen it. Like, just in general, like, we're doing this list because we do, like, older movies and stuff, and then we just, like, film in general. Like, if you're someone who's, like, I don't watch old movies, I really, like, don't believe that. There is an old movie for everybody. Like, I love a lot of them. Like, watching this list, I love most of them. <laughs> watch older movies. Like, I'm talking older movies because what year was this 40 what eight 48 what think about how long ago that was watch a movie from then and then you'll like learn a lot of you just learn a lot from those times but also on the flip side of that if you're like uh uh a listener that or... watch city slickers too well <laughs> if you you kind of approach the list if you're gonna go in and watch the movies too like we do don't blindly uh, uh follow afi there's some stinkers in there Absolutely. don't let them try to tell you that lawrence of arabia is a good movie <laughs> mr smith goes to washington is an it's a snoozer snore. it's a snoozer so like be critical but also watch an old movie <laughs> yeah it's just fun i don't know some of my favorite films are older and they're classic for a reason. Humphrey Bogart is a classic actor. And if this is his last time on the list, I'm so happy that we had so much time with him. Yes. Agreed. Like, I I always say, like, what my favorite movies are. But then when I say, like, what I think are, like, the best movies of all time. Yeah. They're from this time. They're, it's not necessarily this movie, you know, not being number one or whatever. But, like, the movies that I think are the best movies of all time are from this era. Like, yeah. Hands down, um, 30s to 40s are the best movies, I think. They're just classic. Um, so you got to do it. Just do it. Well, we've broken through 30 films. We've, we've hit 30. 30. Dirty 30. Dirty 30. At Let's least I... Score you. Ew, you said Ow! it. Ow! Sorry, it was the only thing I could think of that rhymed. Squirty. <laughs> Squirty. <laughs> Ew. Um, 
Uh, yeah, we made it to 30, but now we gotta take a dip into 31. <laughs> a dip because Matt and I will talk about it more next time, but we've both seen this film. We don't like it. <laughs> we are not fans, and not because it's cool to not be fans anymore. We never were fans of Mr. Woody Allen and Annie Hall. Annie Hall. I'm sure you can hate me all you want for not liking this movie, but I'm excited to watch it stoned and really, like, critically to understand why. Because, like, sometimes there are just different, like, tropes and topics and styles and pacing that I don't like and that build up to me not liking the film. I'm curious of all the specifics that this film will give me because I really didn't enjoy it. And maybe I'll find moments that I like more because I'm looking specifically at it. But I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out next time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's next week. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at AFHylus and Facebook at the AFHylus Podcast. Um, we'll be back next week. We're doing a good job. We're doing a great job. Assuming that this comes out next yeah, week. Yeah, right. <laughs> assuming that, like, be there. there. Um, <laughs> but you guys are doing a great job, too. Thanks for listening and supporting. Like, love you. Ding. <laughs> Until, DM. <laughs> Until next time. We've been high. But I need some spinach. I need my 80s horror movie. So. <laughs> Absolutely. It's been a long time. It's been a long watched. time. I need some spinach. <laughs> 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 Fucking Popeye coming out in his kimono. I'm and finding his myself forever hat and his fucking '80s horror movie VHS tapes. Like that is literally. I'm finding myself on this podcast. Wow. I have. It's like it's what I've always known is there, but I've really co- uncovered is just myself. <laughs> <laughs> the blanket is not gonna cr- like crossed in like a very beautiful way across your chest. Wow, you look like a king. I've never been more comfortable in my life than this moment right now. You're fucking fabulous. (laughs) Oh my god, when I was um, walking to work this morning, I was waiting at a crosswalk, and there was a guy in front of me. We were just like standing waiting for the walk signal to turn. And we saw this big shadow overhead and like weird spots or whatever. And like I... It was a plane, but, like, you don't usually see shadows of planes unless it's a very specific placement. Yeah, yeah. So it's not that common. So everyone on the whole fucking street and every corner was like, (laughs) 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 We're just, like, waiting for doomsday to happen any moment. Literally, we were like, oh, no. (laughs) They were like, it's just a plane. (laughs)